Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going there, citizens of the Reject Nation? It's John and Andrew Gordon back in the saddle once again to check out a film I am very excited for. It is time for, I believe, 2016's Shin Godzilla. Greg and I have been checking out the Monarch series. Godzilla Minus One is dropping now. It might even already be out, so we got Godzilla on the brain. Andrew, are you excited? I am so excited. I want to see the film that went up against Batman v Superman. 2016. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that was that weekend, boy. Right. Duking it out for supremacy. I just, meant the, I just meant the year. I don't know the weekend. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rewriting history right, right. here. Exactly. Leave a like, guys, for Kaiju, for the tradition of monster movies in general. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you can be kept up with all the new releases we got dropping each day here at The Real Rejects. As always, thank you to Prepper for helping us edit down these highlights. It's a tough task. And uh, hey, if you want to see the complete Shin Godzilla experience alongside Andrew and myself, get every little every moment little that doesn't make these reaction highlights. Why don't you come on over to patreon.com slash the real rejects where you can sync up with your own copy of Shin Godzilla. We've got tons of goodies over there. We got shows and movies with reaction highlights and watch alongs included exclusively. It's, it's a blast. blast. You'll be super sexy if you do. And uh, hey, I'm ready to go. Andrew, you got anything else to say? Let's do it. Let's, oh, do, let's do, do it. We got beef. Oh, 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 whoa. What? What? What is th what? I, I, I don't even know what that was growing out of it. I have so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what kind of, what kind of mutations are those mutations that were taking place? Still evolving. You know, from all the nuclear input, or is that like? Like uh, beings that were like grafted on just from all the different explosions and 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 uh, destruction. Ugh. It was from that cranial surgery and stuff just started growing in funny places. You know when you get surgeries uh, not at the right times, things start happening. Sure, <laughs> sure. But um, but you know yeah. before we go any further, the thing I'm I'm not uncertain about is the best place to support the channel and get the channel the channel and get yourself. 
uh, a nice fresh drip in the process. Andrew's got the classic tickets over at rejectnationshop.com. It'd probably be good if I named the website. Rejectnationshop.com. If you want to grab yourself some swag, we got the Who Influences the Influencers tea. We got uh, Space Babies of the Galaxy. We got the new Boys Inspired America's Ass t-shirt. Tons of good stuff over there. So uh, if you want to support the channel and rock, you know, yeah. like uh, display your pride in the nation reject, uh, head on over there. We very much appreciate it. Do but it. anyway, I, I I cut you off. No, no, no. You're good. Thoughts? You're good. Uh, no, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I love the look of Godzilla in this and the way he evolved. It was really unique. Uh, I'll go in more into that in a little bit. Also, I enjoyed the political satire and just all the how we were just so focused on all the uh, the politics of everything. Just yeah. like, and again, it was a very unprecedented event. So it's like I did not envy the prime minister. Just yeah. anybody in that situation, I'm like. I would literally not know what to do. Obviously, maybe the logical thing to do is just to attack. But then again, you got to view collateral damage and other things like, what do we do in a situation like this? This is so unparalleled and unprecedented. So um, I just thought the, you know, the storyline, like were the characters like, you know, great or anything? I mean, I'd say there was one or two characters I really actually enjoyed following for the most part. Uh, you know, the guy who came up with the uh, the coagulation and with the team and all, and then that yeah. other prep woman uh, who wanted to have the ambition of becoming president. I really liked her character a lot. <laughs> um, but just from the political standpoint, I actually really enjoyed it. Just, you know, giving us that insight of what would happen if a monster of this month of the scale, uh, you know, decided to attack a, ma a major metropolitan uh, city and all. So um, from that point of view, I really enjoyed the film. And just again, the, a lot of the cinematography, I really appreciated. There was oh, yeah. just, I mean, just a lot of the POV shots. And also there was that one specific shot where they were just having that conversation and we were dolling out on that tracking shot just, and also too inside the computer. And I could go on and on about the cinematography, yeah. but what did you uh, think of the film? No, I loved it. I, I loved the way that this was constructed and the way that, yeah, it, it brought all of its elements together to create something that's definitely within the tradition of, of, you know, the Godzilla legacy that exists now but also that feels very kind of invigorated and fresh and uh and yeah there's something real funny to me about watching this because obviously there are elements of the ecological commentary and the you know commentary on nuclear proliferation that godzilla movies often touch upon but i feel like there's also a meta layer of like the legacy of Godzilla as a figure, kind of. I, I, I don't know if that's just me, but I kept catching elements folded into this where I'm like, we got Japan and we got America and they're all kind of dealing with this creature. And like, there's that point where they're like, oh, we're getting this intel from the Americans. And I know that there are, you know, backs and forth and uh, forths in terms of the rights and like how uh, in the American movies they can use Godzilla versus in the Japan, uh, the Japanese movies and stuff like that. And uh, and like what's accepted as part of the lore and the approach here versus there. And uh, the fact that you do get this like heavy American presence uh, partway through and continuing through the movie. I just thought it was kind of a neat uh, sort of funny little thread, especially with like the different formations Godzilla goes through and uh, yeah, just the debates about the nature. And obviously we live in a different point in time where, you know, uh, the the original film, you know, is, is largely in reaction to the atrocities during World War II and Pearl Harbor and all that stuff. And, and, and you know, nuclear 
uh, just the nuclear situation in the world has changed, but that's still very much sort of the catalyst for it all. And so yeah. uh, it's interesting then that you would have this scenario and it didn't go on the nose in terms of the past history, but yeah, yeah. the scenario of like the Americans are coming in and they're like, we got to nuke this thing now. Yeah. Of and uh, the American thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, them racing to get this alternative solution together that by the end of the movie, you're sitting there going like, this isn't like the solution. And it's interesting that they would arrive, you know, this is a temporary solution. And it's interesting that they would arrive at the idea that like, yeah, we're going to have to learn to coexist because as of now, the only way we have found to mitigate any of this creature's progress is just to to freeze it, you know, yeah. to stop it. Exactly. I was waiting for him to say, welcome to Godzilla world. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, from at least my recollection of what I've seen in the American films of that I've watched in Godzilla, like most of the time when they've at least uh i know the film we we don't want to talk about the 1998 film they used uh, actual weapons and that was his weakness uh in, th in that film well, it's yeah. my only yeah weakness. exactly but I, I do like in this film and this approach where like that literally does nothing it's like love taps to him yeah um and i love the idea of actually using our brains and sciencing the shit out of it not yeah. to say that again but um I, I do love that whole idea of you know, finding a different type of approach and way because that's yeah. uh, that becomes formulaic at some point. I'm like, all right, using weapons again to stop. Well, uh, even, but also that, and oh, sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say also too. I like that. That's a source of strength for him too. When yeah. you're giving, when you're shooting nuclear weapons at him, he could just use it right back at you. I just thought that was really which, which interesting is and unique as well too. Another one of those things though that that, and I'm trying to remember where this would be. I mean, we're only, I guess, right after Godzilla 14. 20, this is right after 14. So I'm wondering where we are in the American lore with them. Because the American movies have brought in that idea of like, oh, it feeds directly on nuclear energy. Mm -hmm. And it certainly, yeah, it like sort of comes in here. And then by the end, they're sort of like, again, that metal layer came back up to me where I was like, they're kind of acknowledging that like, all we can do in any of these movies is temporarily stop Godzilla because Godzilla will always come back. And in that way, we are coexisting. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I like the way that this combined those random flavors that I've been harping on with. Yeah, like this very uh, realistic semi docu style. Like th there are a lot of elements that reminded me of like a District 9 approach where you're going to just so much. Uh, you're you're doing semi-documentary, but you're also just pulling in like footage that looks like it could have been sourced for some kind of news report. But then you're going narrative, and and as far as characters go, like I don't begrudge this. I think this movie brought an, a nice approach to that because you know it's well documented that the second you start talking about human characters in any Godzilla movie, everyone you know kicks in the door and is like yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. And and exactly. so like I don't mind in the least that we didn't yeah. like have some kind of central you yeah. know protagonist. I mean, we kind of do. There are a couple people we focus most on, but yeah. I liked that this represented a collective effort and I'm sure um, in, in some ways this reminded me of watching uh, what was that show called all of us are dead in that so much and I'm sure other things have done this too but that's you know sort of the touchstone that Riz, that rose to mind for me where you're watching the the downsides of the system as it exists uh, in Japan here for this example uh, you know the, their democratic system and the ways in which 
it's if it, you feel for the struggle because you're like I get why we need all this bureaucracy and clearance in theory. I get why we need to have experts and everybody kind of coming together and sort of breaking down the situation and figuring out what to do. But at times you don't have the time for that, so you do sit there going like, man. They, they've wasted a lot of time th- yeah. by going like, okay, let's get a plan together based on what we know. And at a certain point, you're kind of sitting there going like, I don't know, like nobody seems to know because every time you go with your best plan, it's just not applicable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so them coming in towards the end, they're like, you know, this is the one thing that we know, like, you know, we got to nuke them because nothing can withstand the heat of a thermonuclear weapon. Yeah. And that's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it's like the hubris of thinking that you know. And so, like, yeah, you can't necessarily just come out and be like, hey, this is what's going on. But in some ways, I think the argument exists that there's got to be a more efficient way or there's got to be a more direct way. And that, you know, sculpting and wrangling and trying to control the image and the information is this perilous process. Because on the one hand, yeah, I I understand why you wouldn't want to just go on TV and be like, holy shit, there's a kaiju outside. But at the same time, I think the, the great, you know, a great thing about the first act or so of this is that you are just knees deep in this contrast of like every time they cut outside it's utter chaos and every time they cut inside it's a bunch of people very removed like focused on this but very removed from the reality of this and i love the way that early on they're strategizing and you're just watching as these strategies are being completely outmoded like in real time <laughs> right there's only so much you could do i mean the prime minister was saying yeah there's no way he can come on land and then a half a second later he's coming on to land i mean again it's so unprecedented it's like that's well, why I'm- i was like i have no envy for what is going on in such crazy chaotic time i mean this is not something that you can prepare for well it's unprecedented yeah and i think the the argument then becomes like at a certain point, it might be better to just come out and be like, this is unprecedented and we have our best people on. Like, again, it's statecraft. I don't know how you would quell the panic. Yeah, but yeah, being the- able to come out and not waste time and reason yeah. like i get you have to try stuff but at the same time being like no it, we're confident it's not going to come up on land for for reasons that we've contrived because nothing like this has ever happened yeah, for before. sure and in regards to your comments earlier about you know in films like in these godzilla films like yeah we don't want to focus too much on the characters we just, i mean i'm which, fine when they yeah try, no no but, no, no, no. i was i was totally fine with it like and again it was really more about those i mean again it was a collective ensemble more so or not then but like just really f- Focusing Very more, cool. yeah, for sure. But just focusing really, I mean, I felt like those two were kind of the main stars, uh, of, if if you will, of those characters, which I I found, you know, I I didn't find that one to be unnecessary or anything, which no, I was fine just, with. It's well in the tradition. Yeah, for sure. But I like that we were just staying more on, on the political satire and we were just focusing on that. And then obviously we get our mayhem and our destruction and this full scale stuff and all our cinematic shots. So, yeah. you know, from that point, from that standpoint, I, I had no issue or problem with what we got from a character's perspective. No, standpoint. totally. And there's so many characters and so many units, and they do a good job for the most part of, uh, you know, it would be easy to lose track, you know, of, of all the different places we go, all the different teams and groups. And I thought they managed nicely to, you know, not make that too confusing. And I, I really like this sort of race between, you know, building arms against Godzilla, but then also, uh, you know, taking this theoretical, th- this, 
you know, it's such a great little movie device of like, here's this mysterious bit of research left over by this guy who has a whole relationship Let's to at least aspects of this scenario. And all we've got is this to work from. And then, yeah, them coming up with this origami concept. Like, there's yeah. so many things I would love to go well, back and examine. That was probably one of my favorite sequences <laughs> when they are like, they're, they're folding the paper and they're solving the riddle. Like, yeah. that was you know, one of the more unique perspectives I thought of the film as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like that this has that element of satire. And I think certainly if you are Japanese and you live in Japan, you will probably note a lot more nuances of what this is saying about you know the, the political system the the you know reliance on protocols and certain uh yeah. honorifics and traditional i love that that bit it's a very american thing so it works i think on a dual level where she's like can we drop the honorifics i'm not good at that <laughs> and like you know and uh and yeah it's one of those things where you're like well, truly, it's not that important, <laughs> you know, yeah. like right now in this crisis mode, like it's not what we should be focusing and spending time on. Yeah. And I thought the movie overall did a nice job with the satire because they 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 put you in both pairs of shoes, I think. Where you're course. sitting there going, oh, guys, you know, these 20 phone calls to get to this conclusion is n not really working, but also uh, it, it doesn't go so broad as to be like, ah, look at these assholes. And it does make you feel for just the sheer scope of the situation yeah, and, and the sheer, yeah, unprecedented struggle of figuring out any plausible direction to head in. And I thought the film, you know, did it good to its credit, did a really good job of give me a little sympathization for Godzilla too there in the end. I mean, as a force yeah, of nature. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I mean, it's just doing what it was built to do, uh, you know, kind of thing. It wasn't trying to, you know, do destruction on some, uh, you know, like not for I, the sake yeah, of bloodlust. Of course, of yeah. course. It was just doing what it was born to do. I have, uh, you know, from all the nuclear waste that was left on the ocean floor that it was born out of. And, yeah. uh, you know, from that perspective, I, I did feel bad for him. Uh, obviously you still got to stop him. You can't just let him roam around and do his thing. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, from that perspective, I, I did definitely feel some sympathy. I'm like, uh, you got to stop him, but I still do feel bad, you know, type of thing. So, yeah. uh, well, it's nice because, yeah, it's like Godzilla is this force of nature. The origins have been updated slightly to be a bit more, I guess, ecologically minded in that it's like nuclear waste was dumped here and some ancient creature soaked it up. This is man uh, caused this. Yeah. So there is still, you know, the looming, you know, origin of the franchise itself again yeah. with, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the nuclear drop. But, you know, it's updated here to something that makes a bit more sense for then the lore that they apply with like, oh, it kind of can evolve back and forth depending on, you know, which setting it needs to be and whether it's underwater or whether it's on land. And, you know, oh, it, it, it evolved in this one way and now needed to regress in order to cool itself down. Just some interesting flourishes yeah. of the, the science and lore, like the science fiction of Godzilla here. Yeah. And so getting, I thought, I mean, the effects on the creature were really well handled because they're not always the most photorealistic you've ever seen. Of However, th I think the combination of the editing, the cinematography, which is which I think is really great throughout and is great at ramping up and easing off the gas um, and even the choices of music, all that stuff, like yeah. all the, the film styles are great. And, and yeah, the action and the monster kaiju stuff is really striking. Fantastic. Because, yeah, when you're early on and you've got that, that 
you know, uh, earlier f- stage or, or, you know, that regressed cool down phase he's in. Like, it is so strange and it's almost like some kind of internet meme you're watching <laughs> that some guy who just has really good effects skills mocked right, up right. where it's got these big disconcerting eyes yeah, and it looks yeah. more like a lizard, you know. <laughs> it did and, take me aback at first when I was like, yeah. ah, okay, this is the look we're going for. But then I, but then I, uh, Grew a likeness to it, and then the evolved look was like, okay, this is more traditional Godzilla, but and that's yeah. monstrous and eerie. Yeah, and just like when it's like barfing blood from its gills and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. then yeah, as it, it was terrifying. And then as it takes further form, you know, it, it starts to resemble in a much more nasty, just kind of like someone scribbled the concept art, you know, yeah, in, in a sure. fit of anger, just like this sharp, molten-looking thing. And yeah, it does a really, I think, nice job of portraying it as this this. F- this force of nature that is not concerned morally one way or the other with what's going on on the mainland, but also, yeah, by the time they're nuking it and and you know pumping it full of coagulants, you do start to feel for it, and and I think that kind of enhances the idea of what this Godzilla is doing, which is yeah, it's not as much about one specifically aimed towards one particular traumatic moment in history that's in there, but now this is more of a you know shape shifting and ever sort of uh, 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 what am I trying to say? It's like an ever evolving uh, threat that we now have. It's like we created this or we unlocked this chain reaction. Now yeah. we have to coexist with it. And I think that nicely keeps in line with the ecological stuff as well as the aspects that are commenting on you know human society and how we respond to disasters and how we prioritize who gets saved, how we you know attack all that stuff. Yeah, I have no doubt the writers of this film saw. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. And then they saw how the turtles stopped Tokar and Razor. They put the fire extinguishers in them and froze them. And then that's how they came up with the hours. Just one big homage to that. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. There's my reference for the the video. Yeah, buddy. Well, all right. Any stray thoughts before Uh, we hit the No, I just, uh, I, this is really, I believe, my first introduction to, uh, you know, Japanese Godzilla film. So I really enjoyed it. It was great. Again, I loved all the political satire stuff. It was fantastic. I uh, loved uh, the evolving of Godzilla. Great stuff. And then again, the, the science-based stuff. And I love how, you know, just physically trying to harm it without doing the science stuff, like just was love taps to it. I thought that was really unique and great too. So just a lot of great stuff that I enjoyed. And the cinematography is so unique, like the POV shots going inside the computer, the pan out shots, so many different elements of this film that I, I really enjoyed. Absolutely, man. Me too. I'm glad we finally saw this. This is definitely like one of the most striking yeah. and, and, and gripping Godzilla movies I've ever seen. And it's really cool after seeing so much of the MonsterVerse stuff recently to come back to to just to see how, you know, the, the originators of this prolific character franchise for creature, sure. etc., you know, redefine it for a new age. And I think that's something about Godzilla that will always endure is like every generation you can kind of update it into something quintessential but fresh and, and new and and fully in in utilizing all of the latest you know approaches to film <laughs> um so yeah i thought this was really terrific what did you guys think leave us your thoughts down below and uh hey last but not least let's do a little patron of the day shout out andrew uh let's uh what's a good scenario that we can put adelia chamberlain and mikhail linden in it's a Godzilla-related uh, uh, scenario. What do you think? What do you think? A good scenario? Yeah. They're, like, trying to fight Godzilla. And, and uh, here. 
Hold on a second. Nothing's working right now. A few moments later. All right, Andrew, let's do, uh, let's do Mikhail Linden and Adelia Chamberlain, and I've taken the liberty of writing up a little prompt. You know how we do nowadays, ChatGPT. I have a YouTube channel, absolutely. <laughs> That's what we get paid the big bucks for to, to, to type a prompt. Uh, so I want to give a shout out to two of our loyal patrons, aka Super Sexy Rejects. Their names are Mikhail Linden and Adelia Chamberlain, and we love them. Mikhail is from Sweden. He loves James Bond, and Adelia is a movie trivia genius and a very caring human being. Depict a short scene, only dialogue of them trying to take down Godzilla using only trivia, Ooh. movie trivia. Are you ready, Andrew? I am so ready. All right, you're going to be, you're, would you, you want to be Mikhail or, or Adelia? I'm down with either. Okay. I love movie trivia and I love James Bond, so I'm good with either. Okay. Um, I will be Adelia then. You can be Mikhail. Do your best Swedish accent. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Adelia. Remember how Bond outsmarted his giant enemies. We need that kind of wit here. <laughs> yes. Nodding, eyes sparkling with excitement. Absolutely. Let's use the classic Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla trick. We need a distraction. Something big and flashy. Like the time Bond used his Aston Martin's gadgets to escape. Got it. Let's set up a series of large mirrors around Godzilla. <laughs> the reflection might confuse him. <laughs> Brilliant. And remember, in Godzilla King of the Monsters, how they calmed Godzilla with the Orca device? Let's use a similar sound frequency to disorient him. Mm, that sounds so annoying. Even Godzilla can stand it. What about the Jaws theme song played backwards? <laughs> Perfect! That's our secret weapon. A mix of Bond's cleverness and our movie trivia knowledge. Let's do this! I love it. And, and, and Chad GPT even took the time to send us a little addendum saying the scene blends Mikhail's love for James Bond and Adelia's movie trivia expertise in a playful and imaginative way suitable for your YouTube channel shout-out. Thank you, Chad GPT. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess... I would love both of you on my Godzilla survival team. Yes. By, by this shout-out, it seems like Adelia might be a little bit more... She might have the more pertinent knowledge. <laughs> just, just, you know, I don't know how many gadgets we're going to have at our disposal. But, you know, we need a debonair guy as well who can get the intel. So uh, I appreciate you both. We love you guys. You guys are some of our most long-enduring and supportive patrons. And and in all seriousness, we appreciate you very much. We love you guys. And, uh, and yeah, in this Thanksgiving season, I don't know exactly when you guys are going to be seeing this, but in this Thanksgiving season, we are very thankful for you guys. And uh, I hope you stick around for many moons to come. Be well, people, and we'll catch you on the next one. Much love. Cheers.